For those of us involved in trucking, it is crucial to keep on top of what are the top issues for the trucking industry. Invaluable to have them broken out between what the motor carriers see to be important and as well as the drivers. Take a look at it from their perspective. Well, as they do every year, Atri came out with their list based upon a survey they performed as to what those top issues are and who better to talk about that than Rebecca Brewster, the COO and president of Atri. Here's our conversation. All right, we're here with uh, Rebecca Brewster, president, COO of Atri, the premier research organization of trucking, uh, and I refer to it as Trucking's Think Tank. Thank, thank you for joining us, Rebecca. Thank you, Doug, and I appreciate the opportunity to join you today. Absolutely. And uh, one of the annual events, I mean, Atri does special studies, in particular, do periodic studies where you follow up on things like the driver crash project. And th- some of the highlights are the annual studies you do. Uh, and this is one of them, the top issues in trucking. H- how long have you been doing this or how did you get started on that, Rebecca? So we had our first uh, top industry issue survey in 2005. It was actually at the request of then chairman of the American Trucking Associations, Fred Burns, who felt that the industry was too busy being reactive to issues and really needed a way to look further down the road to identify what were the issues of concern so that the industry could better position itself around some collective strategies to deal with those issues as they arose. Now, Uh, Ideally, we would have had a lot more forward thinking in the issues, but what happens is when you take the survey, it's whatever is causing you pain at that time. So uh, it it isn't as far down the road as it was originally intended, but it is still a very good barometer of, of what's going on in the industry. And particularly when you look at over the course of this survey and and look at the rise and fall of issues over time, uh, it really paints an interesting picture of what we've been able to address and move off the list, what has been moved off the list through regulatory action or other action, uh, what was just a a sign of the times, like for instance, diesel prices are high, so fuel cost is a number one issue. Um, And then others that are perennially on the list and and we just have not yet cracked that particular nut. Gotcha. How do you do it and who participates? So we put out a widespread call to the industry to uh, log into this survey. Uh, We typically launch it in August or September. This year, we launched it in early September. And it's really open to anyone in the trucking industry. So whether you work at a trucking fleet, whether you are a professional driver, law enforcement, driver training schools, government, anyone with a nexus to trucking is invited to weigh in with their opinion. And when you log into the survey, you are presented with a list of typically 25 to 30 hot topics in the trucking industry, and you select your top three. And then once those three are selected, you are asked to rank some potential strategies for dealing with each of those. And uh, we understand in those 25 to 30, we might not have captured everything. So people have the opportunity to write in issues if there's something we haven't touched on or if there's a, another strategy they think would be important for the industry to consider, they can also write that in. The, the, the write-ins, many of those make the top 10? Uh, what they do typically, they don't make the top 10, Doug, right. but what they do is they help us populate the list for the next year. Gotcha. Yeah. So, and, and a great example of that is driver compensation. We had enough drivers in particular who were writing in driver pay or driver compensation right. as a write-in issue 
added it to the survey and last year it showed up for the first time last year at number three. Excellent. And you've got uh, all the precincts reporting, uh, no accounts and everything certified on this one. <laughs> we're doing this the first week in November. So we're sensitive to that. And you're in Georgia and I'm in Pennsylvania. So we are the last embers of there. Uh, Re- Rebecca, do, uh, do you want to go We'll go down through the list? Absolutely. And right. I think we've got a slide to show that. So, Doug, what we're showing first are the overall results. So this is all 3,100 plus respondents and how uh, the actual ranking came out. And for the fourth year in a row, we've got the driver shortage as the number one issue. So you see how the issues rank. And then to the right of each issue in yellow there is how it ranked in the previous year's survey. So driver shortage, number one again. You see compensation was number three last year, moved up to number two this year. Truck parking moved up. CSA moved up a lot, and, and we'll talk about that. Right. But uh, we had two this year that had not been on the survey in a long time. So at number five, insurance cost and availability uh, has not been on the survey right. since the very first survey we did in 2005. That's surprising, Rebecca, because it's such a big component of trucking. It is. And yeah. uh, quite frankly, as you know, Doug, we break out the responses. These are the overall responses. And right. we also provide a ranking of how drivers versus motor carriers rank those issues. And so I will tell you or remind you that in last year's survey, in the 19 survey on the motor carrier list, insurance cost was there, as was tort reform, which is the other one that's new to the top 10 this year and and had dropped off uh, after 2011. Uh, Retention held its sixth uh, ranking place. The economy, which uh, this is astounding in a, in a year when we've had a pandemic-fueled yeah. recession, to see the economy only at number eight uh, tells you how impactful the issues are above it even. Right. Uh, and then detention dropped down, and, and we can talk a little bit about that, and then rounding out the top 10, the hours of service rules. What struck you on these, Rebecca, in terms of su- surprises, movers, a- anything that uh, th- that was something you didn't anticipate or uh, reinforce thoughts you had? Well, certainly the timing of the survey always impacts the results. And so I think had we launched this survey earlier in the year when the pandemic was fresh on everyone's mind, I'm not sure the driver shortage would have been the number one issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but certainly, uh, as we have seen freight demand come rearing back, uh, and where fleets are really feeling the strain of not only not enough drivers in the pipeline, but some other issues, and some of those are pandemic-related issues impacting the driver supply. For instance, during the pandemic, we know that a lot of uh, truck driver training schools had to shut down their back, but they are back at reduced capacity because of COVID-19 protocols. We know that a lot of state uh, DMVs had to shut down, and so getting your commercial learner's permit or your CDL was uh, not necessarily able to be accomplished right away. And so that created a backlog, further constraining the system. And then uh, we have the drug and alcohol clearinghouse, of course, which um, has taken a portion of the driver supply out. Now, that's what it was intended to do. It was intended to help the industry identify those who were chronic users of illegal substances. But when you have 30 to 40,000 drivers who have tested positive, and a large portion of those who have not started the return to duty process, that is further constraining that, yeah. that driver supply. So yeah. not surprising yeah. the driver shortage was number one. 
Um, the one that really surprised me was right. seeing CSA jump up to number that, four this year. That was my reaction. In your your thoughts as to the, I mean, I thought everybody uh, since 2000, 2010, or 2010, rather, I thought everybody had kind of accepted it and got with the program. I, I thought so, too. And quite yeah. frankly, this one has jumped all around the survey since yeah. 2010. It, it made its debut in 10 at number two, jumped up to number one. It's been as high as one and as low as eight. And so it's really reflective of sort of our love-hate relationship with CSA. Yeah. And I think, and in fact, this surprised me so much that I reached out to carriers uh, or survey respondents who ranked yeah. it number one. And they were predominantly motor carriers, although drivers, some drivers did as well. But I talked to them about what's really driving this concern. And there's right. a whole litany of issues from they don't like, they don't think their peer group uh Mm -hmm. assignment is appropriate for them. Right. They are frustrated with data that gets assigned to their DOT number that isn't theirs. And so it's impacting their scores. Right. They have attempted to resolve uh, crash preventability or crash mm -hmm. accountability issues yeah. through the data queue system, and it's not working for mm -hmm. them. And then there's that unknown uh, item response theory that has not been deployed yet, but carriers mm -hmm. don't really know what it's going to mean for them when it is. I think one of the other things with CSA, Rebecca, and I don't know if, if it's been impactful uh, any more now than it's been over the last several years, has been the uh, role it plays with uh, carriers or with shippers and brokers. Right. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. So we know that the scores were taken down, so they're not out there for public view. But quite frankly, when your customer asks to see your scores, right. uh, you're going to show them your scores. And so uh, you're right, it has a role. And um, again, if there's data impacting your scores that is not yours and it's not accurately right. depicting your safety performance, that has a real implication for you. Thoughts on the rest of the list, Rebecca? Well, uh, again, I, I, I'm not surprised that insurance cost is there. We saw it coming up last year. And certainly right. uh, the research we've been doing, whether through our operational costs of trucking or our nuclear verdict study, has quantified how uh, impactful these rising in insurance costs are. So that one didn't surprise me, but it did surprise me when I looked back and saw the last time we had it on the survey as a top 10 issue was in 2005, because it really has been yeah. boiling up for a while now. So, right. you know, it, I think it's really, it's earned its place. It's earned its fifth place, yeah. Uh, yeah. place ranking uh, certainly this year. And it is so closely related to tort reform. It's really right. hard to separate the, the two of those. Um, so not surprised to see either one of those on the survey. And again, the other one that, that surprised me was, you know, here we are now, certainly the economy is rebounding and particularly the trucking industry is seeing some, some good headway, but, you know, depending on the outcome of the election and when it finally is resolved and, uh, where we go, I, I think we could see the economy start to be a problem for the industry again. Right. Yeah. And hours of service. Was that have to do with the changes or uh, just it's just always there? Well, it, it's been there for a while. And we know yeah. that the agency has put in place a number of changes to the rules. Yeah. In last year's survey, when it ranked number two, the number one strategy that was uh, put forth by the industry to deal with it was to advocate for additional flexibility in the sleeper berth. Well, we got that this year. Yeah. So I think that was part of what drove uh, its ranking down. I think also, I, I think drivers and motor carriers have, have adapted to the hours of service rules as they are, right. They're fairly happy with them. And so it's not a, a, a real big issue for them. 
And we had four changes that were pretty significant between the uh, break time, the sleeper birth, adverse conditions, I guess, to a point, but uh, in particular uh, with regard to the short haul exception. Right. I mean, to, to increase that by fifty percent in nautical mile or uh, yeah, nautical miles was was something. So I, I think so too. And and yeah. again, I you know it's funny the hours of service CSA both of those right. you know felt like we were in a good place in the industry. People yeah. were sort of had adapted and were working within the the frame of framework of both of those. Hours of service bore out in its big drop in ranking, but there goes CSA yeah. back up again. Yeah. Well, uh, Rebecca, how about you channel your inner John King and show us the big board in terms of uh, the split between the company, the industry, and the drivers? Should we go to that one? Absolutely. All right. So this tells an interesting story, too. And and actually, I often think this is the more compelling story out of the top industry issues, particularly when you look at the motor carrier side where driver shortage and driver retention are once again this year, their number one and number two concerns. And I always make the case that if, if your biggest concerns are finding and keeping drivers, then I think as a motor carrier, you best understand what drivers care about, those issues on the left. And so this year, Doug, number one for drivers is truck parking. We know that on the overall survey, it moved up from five to three, and it is this year the number one issue for drivers. Now, we know that during uh, the COVID uh, early days of the pandemic, we know that this situation was particularly exacerbated when states like Pennsylvania shut the rest areas. So you take an already constrained system and carve out some of the capacity. It's just making it worse for drivers. So I think that's part of what moved that up for drivers. About how long ago? Was it five, six years ago that actually did the study on parking? In fact, I think you used a slide from right down 81 from me in terms of the, uh, the pull-off area down there. Uh, it, but it, I, it doesn't appear to me to, that there's been any significant improvement at all. In fact, it may have gone the other way. Eh? I, I think in, in a lot of places that the parking situation has gotten worse. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's not for lack of seeking solutions. Right. I mean, we've been involved with at least 25 or 30 state departments of transportation as part of their truck parking um, studies. And so in those like that slide that we used uh, at the exit near you, we use our truck GPS data to figure out where trucks are parking legally and where they're having to park on the ramps because that helps states identify where they should expand parking capacity. Um, But at the end of the day, the only real solution to this is more asphalt to park on. Yeah, Um, Technology certainly helps. And there are a lot of apps that let drivers know where there's available parking. There are real time indicators on interstate signs, you know, six spaces ahead. And that's very helpful for drivers because certainly if I don't have to pull off and see if there's parking, if I know there's parking and have assurance that there'll be a spot when I get there, that's great. Or if I see that there aren't many spaces, I'll keep on driving and I'll waste my time to get off. But, you know, Doug, in that truck parking diary research you referenced, uh, we quantified uh, about an hour on average each day that a driver loses in productivity just because they're parking early because they know there's a spot here and they're not going to go down the road and risk not being able to find a place. Because they can't get it. Yeah, we did the uh – 
called Washington for PMTA a couple of years ago. And I think one of the things that seemed eye-opening when I explained it to the uh, congressmen, congresspeople, was the notion of, you, you know, you reduce hours of service or back when we had the uh, 34-hour restart that had the 5 a.m. provision to it, it's a reciprocal with parking. And you can't change one without addressing the other. And, and they weren't doing that. Right. Again, just another example of how you cannot really disconnect these issues. And I mean, you think about it, we have a a terrible uh, shortage of truck parking right now. If we were able to solve the driver shortage or even carve half of that driver shortage away, the truck parking situation would even become that much worse because all those drivers still have to have a place to park. Uh, Rebecca, uh, from the commercial drivers list, lesson to carriers or takeaway you would have for carriers? Because like you said, if you, if driver shortage and retention is at the top of your list as a carrier, your driver top issue list should be guidance for them. Well, and, and I think it's um, a, an important takeaway for the motor carriers that drivers are concerned about driver health and wellness. And certainly this year with the pandemic, where we know that our driver population generally is older, may have some comorbidities, whether that be high blood pressure or diabetes or um, obesity, that would make them at greater risk for the uh, COVID-19. And that they are saying our health and wellness is a concern for us. I think motor carriers, and, and a lot are doing a lot of good things. They have health and wellness programs but they need to be focused on it because the return on investment in not only protecting your valuable assets, your drivers, but in showing your drivers, I care about how you are, how you, about your health and wellness. That's important to me. I think would go a long way. Yeah. The, on the carrier list, uh, anything, or anything in particular that, uh, that struck you on that, Rebecca, or takeaways on that? Well, it's interesting, and I think this is, again, a pandemic-related one. If you look at number seven on the motor carrier list, transportation infrastructure, that is an issue, Doug, that has always been on the top ten, and it dropped off this year. And it's not because the infrastructure suddenly got better (laughs) or that we have come to some decisions at the federal level on how to fund transportation infrastructure because that has not happened. But what has happened is, at least in the early part of the year, uh, and we documented this again with our truck GPS data. Exactly. We saw congestion drop off because uh, all, the, all the car drivers stayed at home. And so I think it was less on people's, you know, front window, if you will, about right. uh, how bad the congestion, certainly the congestion piece of it is. Um, but at the end of the day, we have got to come together as a country and figure out how we're going to fund transportation infrastructure. And certainly, uh, whoever resides in the White House in 2021, that has to be a, a top-tier issue for them. Well, and that cuts over – in fact, that I say cut up, cuts up to the number one issue, too, is right, uh, driver shortage in terms of the lost driver hours as it a result does. of congestion out there. It, it does. And, and, again, if we're looking to recruit new entrants to the industry and I'm thinking about a career in trucking and my career choice means I'm going to sit stuck in traffic forever – that makes that not very appealing for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we come down. Number three is we talked about CSA on the motor carrier side. Number four, insurance cost. Uh, it, it, stealing some time here from you, Rebecca, to talk about the topic I've been talking about lately has been nuclear verdicts. And you and I talked about your study on that. 
the role of those verdicts in the insurance costs? I think you've documented that in your study that you released this year. We did. And it's it's just, again, very hard to separate those two. I mean, they are two different issues because right. one is dealing with the, the litigation environment. The other is, you know, how much am I paying for insurance? But even the carriers who are not being involved uh, in these large crashes or these large verdict crashes are all paying the price because the insurance companies can't absorb all that loss. And so they're spreading it uh, out across all their insureds. And so um, if we could get some uh, tort reform at the state level, I think getting it at the federal level would be challenging. But if we could get start to see tort reform at the state level, um, I think it would play out in, in bringing some reasonable, reasonableness to the verdicts and lowering those, helping to lower those insurance costs. Well, one of the things surprising on the motor carrier side for me, or at least that it, that it hit the chart, was number eight, driver distraction. Well, and that's typically one of those, Doug, that, that we see on the commercial driver list. So again, that, yeah. that, that's a surprise too, because mm-hmm. commercial drivers see the impacts of driver distraction Every day, uh, other people quite the vantage point to see that, and they're yeah. frustrated by it. Um, mm-hmm. That it is showing up on the motor carrier list, I think, is again tied to insurance cost. I think they are experiencing uh, crash involvement when four wheelers run into their vehicles because they are distracted. Yeah. Anything that strikes you as a disconnect, or between the carriers and the drivers, or that you know one's missing from the other, or vice versa. Rebecca. Well, I have often said, again, because truck parking, it's one on the driver list. It's been in the top three for the drivers. I think motor carriers need to be more invested in that issue. Can they build the, their drivers out of that problem? No. But but understanding and acknowledging that that is a problem for drivers and therefore it's a problem for them, I, I think is would be an important step. And there are things that motor carriers can do. They can work with their state DOT to make sure that rest areas stay open so that we don't carve out part of the the system for drivers. They can work with their customers to say, if you are going to detain my drivers an excessive amount of time and they run out of hours, you need to provide a safe haven for them at your location. And just my small contribution, uh, Rebecca, the Kmart off the Allen Road exit of 81 in Carlisle went out of business. A lot of empty spaces there, if any drivers are listening. Right. No, absolutely. Absolutely. There, you know, and we see that particularly um, as we have seen a shift to e-commerce and online shopping and away from, um, you know, big shopping malls. There's a lot of parking capacity available there. I think it, the word just needs to get out and get organized, like you said. So it does. To it. Hey, any takeaways, final words, Rebecca? No, but I. This is probably one of my favorite things we do each year uh, because yeah. it has so many tentacles, if you will. Right. But one of the things I love about it is uh, the not just the ranking of the issues, but the identification of strategies. Because right. Doug is a member of our research advisory committee, you know that a lot of those strategies have to do with research and, right. and additional knowledge that the industry needs. And so it's a great um, starting point for our research advisory committee when it meets the following year to say, these are the issues that the industry has identified as their most pressing concerns, and these are the research topics they want addressed. And so it's it's great for us in populating our process at AFTRI. And I'm sure, Rebecca, you would note to everybody, uh, you know, more people next year contribute and get your voice heard. 
Absolutely. A survey takes probably no more than five minutes. Um, this was our best response to date, over 3,100 respondents. It was about 44% right. motor carrier personnel, mm -hmm. another 34% uh, drivers, mm -hmm. and then the rest were other industry stakeholders. And that really did run the gamut. I mean, we had industry association people. We had a lot of law enforcement officers who uh, took the survey. We had uh, driver training school folks. And so it really does represent the collective input of the trucking industry. Fantastic. Always a great, uh, great list, great uh, resource for the industry, particularly the uh, carriers on that. So thank you. Much. Rebecca, thank you so much. Thanks, Doug. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too.